Welcome to the Representing Rural podcast by Rural Community Alliance. I am Candace Williams, and we're continuing our series, the Rural Roots series, where we get a chance to talk to individuals who reside in the rural communities that RCA works with, or they're from those communities and are very much still invested in making sure those communities thrive. So today we have Bob King with us. Hi, Bob. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. That's good, that's good. So I just wanted you to start out with um, letting people know the community that you're from, um, anything that you would want them to know, to know about, about Bob, and one special thing you'd want people not from your community to know about it. Well, thank you and good morning to everyone. Um, my name is Bob King. I am uh, you know, in Marshall, Arkansas, Searcy County. And um, the uh, me, I'm not special. I'm just a I'm just a quiet little volunteer in my community <laughs> that uh, is doing uh, things that I hope benefits because I love my community. Uh, I moved back here to Marshall from Little Rock because uh, I got the opportunity, and uh, it was a blessing. And I want to try to share. Uh, that blessing that with others that would like to move back to their small town, but can't for economic reasons. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that um, I would like to, uh, everyone to know about my community is that we have an incredible uh, core of local folks, of volunteers that are doing some fabulous work. They're planting some seeds that uh, in the very near future is going to make some fundamental changes in our community. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, great things happening mm -hmm. and um, we'll be anxious to see those things happen in the future. Yes, yeah. So uh, what is one special thing that you'd want people to know that are not from there about Searcy County, about your particular community, Marshall? Well, I'm going to toot my little uh, little project's <laughs> horn. We are involved in creating a uh, museum, the Buffalo River Historic Jail and Museum. Okay. And um, I worked for years at the old state house in Little Rock, and we are going to have a regional resource here that tells a story of the people, the mm -hmm. land and the people. And it's going to be a fabulous educational resource and we're doing a lot of, uh, of, of groundwork of restoring we've restored a building we're doing a landscape around the building and we're hoping that this will be a seed for a downtown um, uh, remodeling okay. and uh, we, we have a we we, we have a, a, a resource the Buffalo River Historic Jalen Museum and I People keep their eyes open for that. We'll be making some announcements soon and hopefully opening in December. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to link because you have a Facebook page to that, right? Yes, we do. We don't have, we, we don't have a website yet, but we do have a, a Facebook page. I'll be sure to link it in the description of this episode. So anyone's interested, they'll know where, where to look for that information. So um, we'll go directly into the questions that I have for you today. So the first one is, what is the biggest issue in your community? Well, there's really nothing super special about 
the issues of our community that are any much different than all of rural Arkansas. You know, there's there's a need for good paying jobs, the issues of poverty, the lack of economic uh, opportunities, uh, a shortage of basic services. You know, you've got to travel to get to a hospital, yeah. mm -hmm. and and all those those issues um, are are universal, and we're we're just one of those of having um, economic stability mm -hmm. to create the, the uh, environment where people can live here. And that then equates to political power mm -hmm. and, and uh, being your voice being heard. If you don't have money or numbers, it's hard for your voice to be heard. Yeah, that's why, you know, we make an effort to have this rural collective voice because it is, um, it's easy to get over, to not be, to be overlooked and not considered when it's a small amount of people, but uh, you're right. Those same issues are very much so common and not just rural Arkansas, but uh, throughout our state. So collectively we, we have to, I guess, do, do a better job of, of making sure that our voices are heard on the front of those issues. Thank you for sharing it, Bob. So um, the next question is, what is the greatest opportunity in your community? Well, we, we, have, we have several. Um, first of all, you know, it, it's been said many times about business location, location, location. Well, we have a wonderful location here. We are on US Highway 65. Yeah. It's a major north-south uh, link between uh, Little Rock and Branson and, and, and uh, Springfield. Uh, we are in the Ozarks, and so we have uh, a great location to uh, that, that has favorable. Uh, people want to live here. People usually have very kind things to say, and so we have a great location. The next thing that we have a great uh, um, thing to look forward to is our local electric cooperative, Ketogene yeah. Electric, yeah. has uh, committed to providing broadband internet to all their customers, which is a vast majority of our county. Wow. It is going to, uh, I mean, we're talking state-of-the-art fiber optics. Before you wow. One gigabyte will be easily afforded up and down with no limits to every household in the, in most every household in the county. Um, that's about uh, another three years off before everyone gets, three to four years before everyone is served. But once that happens, suddenly we have a situation that is going to be radically different because so many of our <clears throat> people right now in these uh, uh, valleys and, and low places where um, they're out in, in the middle of nowhere, literally, mm -hmm. they, it's, it's difficult for them to even get satellite service. Right. And so um, their uh, internet footprint is almost non-existent mm -hmm. during the COVID where uh, so much of the schooling was, was supposedly be done inter by internet. Uh, they would literally have to come to town to get to the library or go to a neighbor's home or Oof. travel to some uh, distance to, to find uh, an internet source where they could do their homework or, or do their lessons. Mm -hmm. And within the foreseeable future, that will be not a problem here locally. Now, two other things that is a, a great opportunity for our community. 
is that with the COVID and a lot of things, we have had a, a very noticeable in-migration uh, of community-minded people. people yeah. Okay. Are to find an environment to raise their children, to uh, to have a more uh, val where their values of uh, the community more match theirs, and the you don't have the the gangs and the and the locking your doors and being afraid. Uh, they they I was with a, a gentleman just the other day that had moved here from uh, from New Mexico with his. Uh, his family and uh, he was commenting about how his kids loved it strangely enough uh, mm. <laughs> in, in, in rural Arkansas uh, is not a, a thing but he's he was laughing about his kids now raising goats and they're loving it wow uh, they, they were in a, they were in a, a an urban area in, in New Mexico and you know it was you he was in police force and so he was always having to uh, you know uh, protect his family because uh people trying to attack him and is attacking his family and it was it was a, a very stressful environment and so now he's here and he's he's loving it and having a great time um and so uh, we we have this in migration of community-minded people and they've turned into some excellent volunteers uh mm. we we have uh, uh, a group for example the master gardeners it's university of arkansas cooperative extension service sponsored organization and they have been providing this the great resource that i've tapped into for the museum of landscaping it we had some money but uh, they provided the expertise of designing it telling me what i needed and then they are taking care of watering mm -hmm. and doing all the maintenance to these uh uh, beautiful uh, flowers and, and plants that they have. Now they don't cut the grass. We have to do that. Okay. But they take care of the uh, of the the, uh, the plantings, and they've uh, they've done a wonderful job of designing this. And most of uh, half at least are are people that have relocated here. They have brought their life skills and their talents, and they have located here to rural Searcy County. And uh, they have a, an interest in landscaping and gardening, and they are sharing it with the community. So that is making a very real, visible, positive impact where something as simple as pretty flowers along the yeah. street changes <laughs> attitudes. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's sometimes simple little things can get people's attitudes changing to from from depressed and not uh, not thinking uh, positive things about their community to seeing something very pretty and very nice without spending a lot of money, and it it really makes a, a, a progress on attitudes. Yeah, you're right. It's you know we should celebrate those small successes just as we do the big ones right and, and you're right presenting those things that gradually change the attitude because you know if a child passes by dilapidated buildings 
um, every day on their way to school or overgrown areas, that does have an effect on how they feel about their communities and about, you know, them living there, you know? So if, if we just make those, if we start out making those small changes and then uh, maybe even, maybe even um, inviting them, you know, into improving the property. So that kind of pride is there for them. Um, okay. So uh, something else I want to say is I really wish I could borrow Pettigene <laughs> Electric <laughs> down here in Phillips <laughs> County because <laughs> I, that is probably what a lot of rural places wish they had is a company that understood um, the necessity and the urgency behind making sure that our families and the children are, are better connected to the world through the internet. So um, I don't know, maybe Patty Jane can talk to whoever is down here <laughs> because we need it. Okay, so the next question is, what law would be beneficial? What law do you think would be beneficial for rural Arkansas, for communities like Marshall um, and other rural places across the state? Well, that that's a great question. I, I you know, I'm not sure uh, uh, if I'm even smart enough to to think that deeply about what law that the that could be passed by the the legislature and the governor sign off, which would really be the most benefit. Uh, mm -hmm. I do know uh, what I would like to say to that is that that I think the state of Arkansas should be proactive in providing this broadband to all communities, rural especially, mm -hmm. because the, it, is, it is our opinion here that universal broadband access should be a fundamental safety guaranteed mm -hmm. right, like clean water, mm -hmm. clean food, you know, uh, you, you would you would not want to uh, live in a place where the water was not safe. Right. Uh, there was no guarantee that when you drank the water that it was it was not full of uh, disease or or some kind of uh, toxic uh, thing. Um, clean air, clean food. These are things that that everyone wants and would mm -hmm. would demand the government to provide some safeties and protections and i think the state would be rather than just providing some money that whoever wanted to take advantage of it could and yeah. we are very thankful that pedagene did yeah but you're in all cooperatives should be the government should do every arkansas should dip dip into wherever they're spending money and provide that like paved roads like yeah. electricity, um, it is a it it's you cannot survive without the internet in today's economy in today's world. Mm -hmm. if you want to be competitive? That is the easiest thing to do. You mm -hmm. can, uh, and so as a law, I, the, I think the state should be um, pushed to providing some guarantees and safeguards for the for the children yeah. uh, to have internet access for their education. And if you've got to take money out of pot A to put in that pot, pot A needs to just <laughs> uh, <laughs> understand that, that uh, our long-term 
health of our children and our in our rural communities. Um, that that would be the, the the biggest thing is to provide that. Um, and it's not really a law, but it would be a government uh, sanctioned uh, 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 directive to mm -hmm. uh, to mandate these safeguards uh, so we can all have access to the to this century. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, um, because like you were speaking of, some people are moving, you know, back to more rural places. But if we don't have that adequate internet service um, and affordable, so it has to be good service and it has to be affordable as well. And if we don't have that, then we, we're really not an option on the table, you know? No. So um, that's something that I really hope that more attention, I know a lot of funds, like you were speaking of, have gone to it, but to me, it's still a lot of red tape around it. And, and something that's needed, that's this important, something should be done to make this process easier for communities uh, to acquire, for these companies to acquire, to, you know, just get us all connected. Exactly. It's, it's, and, and again, making the complexities is another thing that's a little discriminatory in the fact that you've got to have a certain amount of sophistication and you've mm -hmm. got to have a certain amount of, of uh, maybe legal and, and political clout, and yeah. you've got to use the right words and take mm -hmm. care of, of, of certain details that if you're just out here saying, I need internet, you may not have the skill set to make the presentation in a, uh, in a, in a way that they say, well, uh, we're only going to do certain people and we're going to set up priorities and the people that make the best case right. will be the first to be served. And often the people that are the more sophisticated to, get, to make the best case in some ways are the least in demand. They just want more. <laughs> and the people that have none, uh, you know, get left out. And they still, yeah. and the people that have a little get more and the people that have none get ignored. Yeah, you're right. A lot of small towns don't have the capacity to write those grants or to exactly. um, show up in those meetings like um, another, because there were, a number of communities that were sitting on go. They were ready, you know, as soon as those funds were released. But like you were saying, a lot of them that needed the most, that needed it the most, they were not in any way or shape ready to apply or acquire those funds. We we go to great lengths to, to provide, protect those that cannot protect themselves in certain areas. And this is a case where, um, if, if a community says, no, we don't want it, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you go in there and make them, right. but all they would have to say is we want it, we just don't know how. Mm -hmm. And then, then, then they get access to people that help them to, to, to make their case. Yeah. So more, um, more assistance from the state, that's what you're saying, is kind of yeah. needed, especially with our rural communities to make sure exactly. that, um, Yes, the opportunity, the funding opportunities are there, but that they have someone that could actually help these communities uh, apply for and, and acquire these funds. Exactly. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> so uh, my last question is, how do you think, you know, RCA has a vision uh, for just and thriving rural communities. So how do you think we get there? How do you get, how do you think we get 
to adjust and thrive in rural Arkansas? That is going to be uh, a challenge. It's going to be tough because mm -hmm. unfortunately, um, justice and thriving um, are somewhat connected to economic um, uh, resources. Mm -hmm. And uh, as they say, the rich get richer and the poor get left out. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it is hard to find uh, that um, uh, a situation where in government, they do the, the right thing as opposed to the easy thing. And the easy thing is always to listen to the, the people that, that uh, put them in power in the first place. Yeah. But um, the, the whole thing of, of, you know, of economic opportunities would be the, the path, I think, to, to get to a just and thriving uh, state where everyone uh, has opportunities, you know, as we've been talking about a universal broadband would mm -hmm. be a, would be one way where if somebody, uh, and we've, we've, we've actually have this here locally for a couple of people that I know of that <clears throat> do have, we do have some places that, that do have good internet access and they are employed uh, by companies on the West coast and they oh. work from home and uh, they have good paying jobs. And so uh, uh, that option, as, as the internet broadband becomes universal, you could work for Google or you can uh, in a, in a six-figure job and live yeah. on a, and live in, in the middle of nowhere at the end <laughs> of a dirt road. Yeah. Uh, if you have internet access and that's where you want to. And there right. are some people that do like the idea of the remote rural environment. And so mm -hmm. with economic uh, and, and uh, with, the, with the internet, they bring that economy to your local area. And if you're making a hundred thousand dollars from, uh, from a rural Google, community, Ooh. yes, you can, you can be making these, these uh, six figures and live in the, in the middle of nowhere. And you yeah. put money in the bank and you build a nice house mm -hmm. and you, you employ local craftsmen mm -hmm. and the money. Uh, gets invested in your community through taxes, mm -hmm. and it's it's a it's a really um, uh, benefit to our communities. Yes. So we, you know we've we've talked about how that, but then there's uh, the fact of not even just the big jobs, but if but let's say you had broadband and you wanted to work as a uh, some something online. Well, the the benefits is you don't have to have daycare, you don't have mm -hmm. to have transportation. Yeah. You, uh, uh, work from your home and uh, take care of your children and be out uh, fewer expenses and uh, so the even from the from the the, the from the ground up so to speak would mm -hmm. be great uh, for putting money in the pockets of those that need it the most and yeah. another thing that I really wish the school systems in the state change their emphasis and that is to trade schools when you're mm -hmm. in high school teach english yes teach math yes but teach how to lay bricks teach how to uh to read a tape measure yes how to uh uh thread a pipe yeah. there is such uh, a demand for skilled labor and yes. they're getting paid very well actually uh it's it's so interesting and the fact you could 
you can go to a trade school for a matter of months and uh, it costs some money, but you have that money paid back within less than a year. If you're a plumber, say, uh, mm -hmm. you go to college, you rack up debt that was going to take years and years and years to pay. Mm -hmm. And um, and so often now plumbers and, and electricians and all the skilled trades people, if you, if you can lay bricks, you can make good money. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not, we're, we're pushing kids for SAT scores, which are great, but they mm -hmm. should have um, uh, uh, an equal emphasis in trade. Uh, every one of our little communities mm -hmm. is short of skilled labor. Yes. You, know, you have, you have, oh, to, go, you have to call somebody <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the town 40 miles away yes. for a plumber because your neighbor uh, needs uh, could be a plumber, but he's not a plumber because the school didn't say you need to be a you need to take your kids to be a plumber. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know uh, that would be another thing is for our our community our smaller communities uh, to be able to have more skilled labor to uh, bring money to our community, bring services to our community, allow mm -hmm. our kids to stay home as opposed to moving off to a, a some city. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that uh, if the, if the, again, back, it's back to uh, uh, getting the justice. Uh, justice comes from independence of having to, to have someone help you. If you can, mm -hmm. if you can stand on your own two feet, uh, you're less likely to be a victim of somebody else's greed and mm -hmm. uh, abuse of power. And so, uh, you know, just uh, put those kids. In uh, instead of uh, tennis shoes, put them in work boots. <laughs> <laughs> they may not like it now, but 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 in a few years, they they might see the benefits. <laughs> I'm telling you, look. So I mean, the skilled labor thing is so real. Um, everywhere from like our um, local city water and sewer um, waterworks. Um, they need uh, those, uh, what do they call them, technicians? Yes. To, to, and um, uh, plumbing. Oh, my goodness. When you were talking, I was like, it was like deja vu. I'm telling you, because for plumbing, um, for electricity work, it has HVAC. It has been the blues trying to find someone that can do the job and also, you know, just not try to take advantage of you. Yes. I'll say that. Uh, but um if, if more of if more of an emphasis or not even an emphasis, if that was uh, put out there a little bit more for our children as an option, I feel like more would, would take it. Um, especially when you, when you say, okay, you have to go to school for this amount of time, but you're within your career, you know, it doesn't take you four years to, to, to get these uh, certifications in these, um, in this, uh, whatever the, the papers, the certifications that are needed to go into these fields. So, um, uh, I'm with you, Bob. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so it is really, I've really enjoyed um, listening to you. Um, is there anything else that you want to share before, before we leave? Well, I, yes. I would like to say thank you to you and all of Rural Community Alliance. Uh, it is an extremely 
I would think an extremely uh, challenging job uh, to continually uh, work for what you know is right, but mm -hmm. it is hard to see some days progress. Yeah. Uh, it is easy to, uh, to see all the, the, the good things that you try that somebody outside your control uh, says no. And, and uh, kudos to you and all the people that work for RCA for your continuing support, diligence, energy, and um, um, just being, being there for us that, that uh, sometimes it's real easy to think we're on a small island by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And by your work, you remind us that it's not just us, it's us and everybody else. Yeah. And so thank you. But thank you, Bob. That really, really, I mean, it really means a lot to hear that because you're right. Um, a lot of days is, you know, we're just pounding the pavement, making sure we're trying to, you know, head it into that, that steady direction of just and thriving. But it's some days it, it does get hard because like you said, it's, it takes a lot to get to the point where you can say, okay, this difference was made. You get it. You get a lot of no's, a lot of maybes. A lot of, well, you know, it's not time for that, but once it comes, you know, everything it took to get there makes, it makes it make sense. So I really appreciate those words from you. Well, thank you. Uh, they were, they were, they were well earned. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, Bob, will you take care? And until next time, we'll uh, see you later sometime thank in you. March. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another Representing Rural podcast episode. So I'll give you a couple power moves for this next week. The first one would be just to stay engaged around what's going on with redistricting in our state. So our legislator should be wrapping up pretty soon here. <laughs> yeah, maybe next week, early next week, they'll be finished. But yesterday, two... Um, they were the same maps, but one was on the House side, one was on the Senate side, was submitted to the governor for approval. So we have yet to see what happens with that. Uh, there's been a controversy around that map because it does split Pulaski County into three congressional districts. And I believe that's the first time that that's ever happened. But we will have the, the final map as it stands for each of those bills, which are the same. They were the same bills filed, just one on each side of the of the chamber. Well, one in the House chamber, one in the Senate chamber. But um, just so you all can get a look at it. And then, if nothing else, contact your, uh, your senator, your representative, to let them know how you feel about that map. Uh, whether, whether it's email, whether you see them this weekend, out in the community, it would be good just for them to have feedback from you all to, to let them know exactly how you feel about this map that, that they've passed. Um, so with the um, state and not the state Senate and House seats, that redistricting is still ongoing with the Arkansas Apportionment community, uh, Committee that's composed of the governor, um, the AG, and the Secretary of State. They are working with the, the team that draws the maps, and they should have, they're looking at before Thanksgiving to have everything finalized. So hopefully we'll get to see those maps, you know. But with, so that committee of three, uh, they'll be presented with maps that are drawn by 
the individuals that help them, that assist them with that. And then from there, they will, um, I think it's the top three and public comment time. So it will be very important for all of us to make sure that we're engaged during that. And of course, RCA will, will make sure that we'll, we send that information out via member email and also social media outlets. But um, that public comment time would be very important. But I know they did say that before Thanksgiving, they wanted to have everything wrapped up. So they have an absolute deadline of December 31, the, the last day of the year. So we'll know exactly where our state house and senate seats will be hopefully about a month from now um but just remember to just try to stay up to date on that engage no nothing else seek rca as an avenue for the information another power move would be so we are again hosting in a rural entrepreneurship pitch competition so this year it will be on the second weekend in November, I believe. If not, I'll make sure I put that information in the description as well. But this year, the judges will consist of entrepreneurs or people that support rural entrepreneurship uh, that reside in rural Arkansas. So it will be, the judges will, the panel will, will be composed of people that are on the ground doing the work, have been rural entrepreneurs for decades. So that is very exciting for us. We will once again have the adult category and the youth category. So I'll put the the link to that uh, entry form on um, in the description. And those entries are due, I know, by October 28th. I know that date. So um, if you're interested or if you know someone who has an idea that resides in rural Arkansas in a community with less than 12,000 people, then you may want to send them the link. Um, as always, I really appreciate you all joining us and take care.